Welcome to Living Water Radio. Normal is what a culture sets as the standard for its participants' behavior. Reality is what the standard is for all people's behavior. Today, we're going to talk about what we can do to move from being a passive participant in the new normal to an active participant in the new reality. My name is Pastor David Burkadall. My wife, Reverend Sally Welch, is co-producing this podcast. Sally is a United Church of Christ slash Christian Church Disciples of Christ ordained minister focusing on ecumenical and interfaith ministry. I've worked in a variety of blue-collar summer jobs, served in the Marine Corps, played drums and jazz bands, and was a competitive master swimmer. After college in Minnesota and a seminary in Berkeley, I served Lutheran Christian congregations in Compton, California, and in San Dimas, California, for over 40 years. Today, maintaining our yard is my gym, and I'm active as a volunteer in the leadership of the 110 Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregations in our area. Sally and I ordered something from Amazon about a week and a half ago. And when the order went through, I said, wow, they said some of the items won't get here until August. Then I realized that it was almost August, and now it's here. How did that happen? I posted a meme yesterday that showed a hose bib, you know, the water tap to which a hose is connected. The caption was, tap on the screen. I don't know how many people like me tapped on the screen before realizing that there was a tap right there on the screen. I wondered, do I always understand what I am seeing? Is it necessarily what I think it is? We're now in a place where California has become the first state to exceed 500,000 coronavirus cases, where over 154,000 people in the United States have died, and where experts are telling us to prepare for 173,000 by the end of this month, with many more to follow. California is now seeing 56% of cases hitting people under 50. Deaths are rising in states all over the country and are beginning to touch even the smallest towns, and where cases are leveling off only because of lags in test results. At the same time, people are still attending large gatherings, not wearing masks, heading back to school or sending their children there, not quarantining, not doing anything that would help decrease the spread of the coronavirus. Our current situation highlights the difference between the new normal and the new reality. Normal is often what the accepted behavior of the group that you are in or most closely identify with. What qualifies as normal behavior in one place may be considered very not normal in other places. Sometimes what's accepted behavior in a small town is accepted only because people there know you and have known you for a long time. They have come to accept your kind of behavior as normal. A wide variety of behavior in a large city goes without notice because there are a lot of people there and you can be anonymous. It's been said that everyone is normal until you get to know them. You can get away with a wide variety of behaviors in a large city without very many people outside your acceptance group knowing. And if that doesn't work, you can always reinvent yourself, or you can escape your group and move to another neighborhood. Or you can recreate the characteristics of a small town within a big one. It's said that there is less mental illness in England because there is such a wide variety of behaviors that are just written off as eccentric behavior. Eccentrics are, in fact, valued. 
We watched a NBA game the other day where the stands were filled with both cutouts and with vert quote virtual fans quote, but there was crowd noise broadcast to make it sound as if the place was filled with people, but only the players, coaches, and a few workers were actually there. It was weird. Yet the artificial elements improved the fan experience over having nothing but cutouts in the stands and the players on the court. We're beginning to accept better than nothing as the new normal. Reality is something different. Reality is what it is. As I've quoted before, Philip Dick, the science fiction writer, once said, reality is that which, when you stop believing in it, doesn't go away. In the original Matrix movies, humanity has lost a war with machines made with artificial intelligence who have enslaved humanity and placed people in pods to use them for an energy source. People's consciousness is hooked up to a false reality that appears to be actual reality. A few people escape and try to liberate humanity. At one point, one character finds another who is a new escapee and offers them a choice. Swallow a blue pill that allows them to return to existence in the false reality, or swallow a red pill that allows them to see things as they are. With lots of violence, it contains religious imagery of baptism and newness of life and faith and the question, whose reality is it anyway? Reality that is genuine is shaped by God outside of ourselves, outside of everything in creation. If the entire cosmos ceased to exist, God would still exist. Theologians have described God as the first cause, the ground of being, ultimate reality. That is, if there were no form of consciousness in existence, God would still exist. In Second Peter, the first chapter, beginning at the 16th verse, we read, For we did not follow cleverly devised myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we had been eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received honor and glory from God the Father when that voice was conveyed to him by the majestic glory, saying, This is my Son, my Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this voice come from heaven while we were with him on the holy mountain. The world, our experience of reality, is not the way it's supposed to be. Human beings wanted to be like God. Evil entered the world. We were separated from the living relationship with God for which we were created. We are not the way we're supposed to be, but God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but should have eternal life. God did not come to this world to condemn the world, but to save it. That is the ultimate reality of our age and of all ages, past, present, and to come. This is the new reality. We are a new creation, born again, a new people. In Paul's Peter's first letter, the second chapter, beginning at the ninth verse, he says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, in order that you may proclaim the mighty acts of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Beloved, I urge you as aliens and exiles to abstain from the desires of the flesh that wage war against the soul. 
Conduct yourselves honorably among the Gentiles, so that though they malign you as evildoers, they may see your honorable deeds and glorify God when he comes to judge. It is the Holy Spirit, the streams of living water that nourish and shape us, that awakens us to the nature of reality and gives us the eyes to see what is normal, real, and true. Today, let's remember to pray for those struggling with the fires in California and the storms on the East Coast. And let's remember to pray the Lord's Prayer today, the one that Jesus taught us. If you don't know what that is, contact us at the Revs David and Sally at gmail.com or send us a tweet at, at David Burkadal and we'll send it to you. Send your prayer requests to the same addresses and we'll include them next time. As always, we encourage you to stay hydrated. Open your heart to receive the living water from the source, God's self, the living presence of the one true living God, the God who gave himself on the cross so that all who believe and are baptized might be restored to the living relationship with God for which we were created. Remember your church. Identify one if you don't already have one. Ask a friend about it or a family member. Google it. Contact the pastor. When you have a church, go to or tune in to the worship services they have currently available and support the church financially so that it will be there when we come back to fully physically present worship together. Support your pastor and church leaders. Pray for them and help them in any way that you can. If you or a loved one are having thoughts of suicide or are struggling with mental health issues, call somebody. Google a local or national hotline. Reach out. You are not alone. Wear a mask when you're outside your home, practice social distancing, wash or sanitize your hands regularly. Stay home unless you are providing essential services or need them. Avoid crowds and be outside if you have to be in a crowd. Be kind to everyone you come into contact with, especially those who are sacrificing their security to provide for yours. Thank you for listening to Living Water Radio. We are here for Christians and for the people of the Los Angeles metropolitan area who are looking for a sense of Christian community, a source of hope, and a way to thrive together during this global pandemic. We hope you'll tune in next time and invite your friends to do the same. Meanwhile, Sally and I encourage you to open your hearts to receive living water, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and stay hydrated.